Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Brent Barbie with Conquer. Welcome, Brent. Thank you, Lee. Great to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Conquer. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so Conquer is a media agency. Specifically, we like to say a paid media agency because we deal with you know the strategy of placing ads and the execution of getting that done for our clients. So what was the evolution of the idea? Have you always been involved in this line of work? You know, really, I have. Uh, most of my career, I've been in some sort of media work or advertising work. I started in ad sales, TV ad sales, way back in late 90s, early 2000s. And then went agency side with a full service agency. And out of that, we actually birthed Conquer in 2015. That's uh, right here in Atlanta. So from a standpoint, from a client standpoint, are they coming to you to just solve this specific problem or better? What would be the problem they're coming to you to solve? Normally, we like to um, sort of partner at least over a, a year's time with them, go, go on the journey of kind of executing a you know, the media aspect of their marketing plan, or, you know, maybe more involved just overall with their marketing plan. But the relationship's really like a partnership, I like to say. I mean, we have a seat at that table, talk through their various, you know, challenges, maybe with what they're trying to accomplish with marketing. And then, you know, like I say, like to try to mediatize those business goals into things that we can put out into the marketplace. Now, isn't media part of every marketing strategy? I mean, you have to get your message into the hands of your possible consumers and some means and media usually is that path. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it depends on, uh, you're right. There's some, there's some lever there, whether it be, I think some, you know, lean into the PR side of um, getting their message out and uh, others have a, a very methodical, you know, budgeted media budget, and they fully expect to spend money to to get the word out, and 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 they want to measure that return on investment. So we're really on that side of the the budgeted. You know, we'll advise on what the budget should be, you know, based on what they're trying to accomplish. But oftentimes, the client will have a budget, a specified budget, which will then begin to divvy up, and and we get the you know media exposure they need with that budget. Now, is there a niche you serve? Are you do you have a sweet spot in terms of industry or types of clients you like to work with? Yeah, I, I think uh, we're we're sort of all over the map portfolio wise, which is great because you know we can kind of weather any types of like weird industry trends and things that that could arise if we were more so a specialty agency. But we, I would characterize our client base as sort of an emerging brand, you know, a challenger brand type situation most of the time where we're taking on a much larger uh, editor in the, in the space. But we, we deal with national brands and we deal with um, those national media brands to get those, uh, uh, those media plans taken care of. Are they mostly B2C or do you do some B2B? Um, mostly B2C. Yeah, we have a, a wide range. We, we work with um, uh, consumer product. You know, uh, um, we've got CPG brands like, you know, Farm Rich and, and CPAC that are fun kind of frozen food snack brands. And then we have 
some, uh, you know, more ex- sort of interesting things like Arkham, which is a um, which is an attraction in northern Kentucky, you know, south of Cincinnati. That's a literal place you can visit and and see how big that, um, y- you know, Noah's Ark actually was. And, and it's a, you know, it's just amazing. You know, we work with faith based, we work with CPG, we work with uh, a lot of different types of clients. It's a lot of fun. Now, when you're having those initial conversations, are they coming to you because they've had a media partner and it's not working out or they're coming to you maybe for the first time to do an extensive media buy or a media expansion? Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, we we definitely have some that are unhappy with maybe who they're they expected to do this for them, and and they're looking to to make a change. And then we have others that are sort of living the you know fifty percent of this must be wasted. I just don't know which fifty percent. So can I get a better you know idea by hiring someone like us to come in? We we'll, we do some auditing services um, that are just that, you know, we look at what they're currently, you know, the, what they currently have on their media plan and active and, you know, are there things that they could be doing better from our perspective? And so a lot of the times that's how our relationships start. It's just trying to scratch at the surface of the problem and then, and then dig deeper once we all have done uh, that due diligence. So the first step in an onboarding situation is to kind of audit where they've been and then my maybe kind of understand, hey, was the problem in the last thing that you did a function of the content quality or creative versus where it was and the frequency it was shown in that environment? Exactly. You know, all things are considered, certainly, but media, you know, when you measure it, it gives you a great idea, especially in the digital space. Now you can see what messages were responded to, had more engagement, uh, which ones really didn't, you know, gain the traction that you want and, um, and how to maybe introduce some new strategies based on other client work we've done that could help them because there's some similarity there. So how does one kind of track the effectiveness of any given media outlet when it comes to a purchase, especially in consumer products? Like if I pick up that frozen food at Publix, how do you know I did it because I saw the ad on, uh, you know, on the uh, Kelly Clarkson show versus the ad that I listened to on, uh, you know, some radio show I was listening to on the way to the public. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there are definitely very, uh, there's, there's a lot of definitive ways you can measure. And we all, we always caution though, to not, you know, to, to not be over so concerned with measurement that, you know, the, the message doesn't cut through. So for example, you're making it harder on the consumer for, you know, by punching in a code or, you know, doing some certain things just so you'll know that it worked. But, you know, today's media market's gotten way more turnkey in that way. You, you know, you can promo codes have become more prevalent, um, you know, uh, scanning uh, QR codes, uh, there's things that we can do that the consumer can appreciate that we can also, you know, get a good indication that um, that media program is working. And, you know, in the instance also with retail, many of our retailers also have uh, their own retailer specific media now that really connects those dots um, more effectively for us. So we, we like to incorporate those tactics to uh, 
not only does it reward the say Kroger customer, but it also gives us a good indication uh, or, or precise and uh, indicator that, um, that that worked. So now in your work, you refer to uh, what you do as marketing science, like what percent is science and what percent is art when it comes to creating advertising that, you know, sells. Sure. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the science part, whether it be doing, you know, audience research or testing audiences in the digital space uh, to see if they're responsive, that that can be scientific. We, we try to take information, too, and from our past plans and see if it's helping us predict maybe tactics and media ad weight that would be, you know, um, effective for this our next wave of media. So it's, you know, we're, we're it's an information loop, if you will that uh, we're educating ourselves on and becoming better uh, as we, as we move forward each time. Um, The art part, you know, that's really, you know, can we measure some of the message? Are we doing AB testing between images that we can see which one, you know, the consumer seemed to respond to better than the other. Um, And then sometimes, yeah, there's just kind of a persuasive magic that a great creative director, um, you know, applies to a message that it's hard to measure, but that's everyone knows it, it was sort of the artistic approach that that helped it stand out. So uh, there's a little bit of everything going on and working together to, to make an effective ad plan. Is there any advice you can share for entrepreneurs or business owners listening right now? Is there any low hanging fruit that they can take advantage of themselves? Sure. I think, you know, <clears throat> the interesting part about today's media market is that many things are becoming, uh, uh, you know, many things are, are are able to be managed by an independent entrepreneur. You know, maybe it's somebody on their staff, but those platforms are set up so that it doesn't require necessarily a specialist to do it. And it's simplest kind of basic getting starting form, uh, getting started form. Uh, Facebook advertising, for example, or Instagram, um, all these paid social vehicles uh, and LinkedIn, too, are, are fairly turnkey and really built to help uh, those that really don't have a tremendous amount of expertise in the space. You know, they, they're training you up. They want you to be able to use it and to empower it for your business. So uh, do you treat, uh, when it comes to media, uh, like, do you treat a Facebook or LinkedIn ad campaign in a similar manner you would as a television ad or like a more traditional media or are they? Uh, you know, sort of. I think the, you know, with LinkedIn, for example, you know, it's um, it's a platform that allows you to reach out to individuals. I think, you know, there's a flooding of LinkedIn right now that is probably becoming a little annoying to some people and some of the ways that you can be sort of solicited on that platform, but it is a very sophisticated um, social media platform. And if you, if you embrace some of the things that they've built to help you reach out, say B2B, um, you can really be precise with it. And, and yeah, I mean, I think you have to think about, about it sort of like a TV spot, but it can be even more personalized because of the platform. Is there a story you can share, maybe a success story in terms of working with a client and uh, maybe share that you don't have to name the client, but share the problem that they had when they came to you and how you were able to help them get to a new level? Uh, sure. I think, um, 
Where we really see um, some tangibility oftentimes is when we're trying to um, capture leads for a client that can then be handed off directly to their sales force or, you know, uh, whomever they wish. And uh, we've, we've got numerous stories really of where we've built subscription bases in, in a very, you know, flywheel snowball kind of build month over month. Uh, and it's very measurable and, and um, it's just really rewarding to see, I think, for our media planners and buyers. And also the client can see that there's a tangible um, uh, effect to their advertising, whether they had somebody opt in to give their, their number or email or whatever to engage further. Um, we've had several like that that have been trial subscription based that have worked out really well through the power of media. Now, when you're working with somebody's sales funnel, how do you kind of maybe score the value of a lead that comes in that's at the top of the funnel that, you know, maybe agrees to join a list and then they work their way through the funnel to the final part where they buy something? Do you kind of give that person or a different score as they work their way down or is there more value to being, you know, at different parts of the funnel in terms of what the client expectation is? Sure. I think, you know, as media planners and buyers, we think about the funnel a little differently in that each stage of the funnel requires almost a different tactic, you know, paid media tactic. So, for example, at the top of the funnel, you would have more broad awareness that maybe our TV tactics and broadcast or what have you that a little harder to measure, but we know they're getting through. And then as, as the individual opt in, opts in and we get more information on them and, and they say that they'd, they'd like to know more about the product, what have you, then we switch tactics to, um, you know, nurture that lead. But we also have things going on at the stage of the funnel, even if they haven't opted in that are a little closer to home, whether it be, again, as I mentioned, maybe on a social page, you're reaching out to them in a more personalized way, or that's the way it feels. And then, um, you know, even down to the bottom uh, of, you know, more conversion uh, where this person is literally maybe typing their information into an ad unit and it's very transactional and it's the completion of the funnel until the, the, the salesperson, if you will, would get in contact with them or they make the purchase themselves on a, uh, a D2C type site. So if you had that kind of equation, so you have an awareness, you have a nurture, you have a conversion, you have a purchase, like is an awareness, like, you know, a, a value of one, say, because that's the beginning. And then a purchase is a valuable, a value of a hundred. Like, how do you, how would you kind of measure that? It, or would you use different way to measure that, that kind of a journey? Yeah, I think, you know, with, when we talk funnel, you know, we, we want to um, be as efficient as we can on the broader reaching topic or uh, tactics. You know, we look at things like cost per thousand, you know, cost per thousand impressions or, you know, what's that going to cost us? That's kind of a common, you know, metric we use when we're buying media. Um, and then as we may be willing to pay a little higher CPM as we get to tactics that are a little more precise and have a higher likelihood of conversion down the funnel, maybe that CPM for that tactic can be higher than, you know, maybe the seven to $10 we were willing to pay for the broader reaching, if that makes sense. 
So you, you always use kind of a cost per thousand as the guide. Sure. Yeah, that's certainly a buying a, a, a buying metric we look at and and um, to keep ourselves accountable. You know, we don't want to overpay in something that's going to be less targeted. But also you want to, um, at some point, somebody has to buy something. So having lots of impressions of people who never buy anything, even if it's cheap, isn't a good value in the long run. Exactly, right. Now, how much of your work is spent kind of managing the expectations of your client? Because I would imagine, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, if I do this, I should get a return at the end, even though, you know, you'd like to get a return, but there's no obvious guarantees on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think we really try to set, you know, expectations. Um, uh, you know, you, you ask, you know, how much time is spent managing those expectations? Well, a lot. You know, we have an entire vertical on our team, you know, account strategy that, you know, deals with um, primarily deals with client interface and keeping us uh, accountable to the business objective we were setting out to accomplish. And uh, but, you know, we answer it with a lot of communication. We answer it with a lot of uh, on the on the front end, setting a, a a metric or expectation that we can all sort of rally around as, as a reasonable expectation to reach. Or if it's a stretch goal, we all agree this is a stretch goal. Uh, we're, we're going to um, test this a little bit, you know. Um, and then, you know, we communicate via like dashboard visualizations uh, frequently, you know, and that may mean weekly with some and, and maybe a little less or a little more with others. But communication is really the key. And, and it is a, it, it's a lot of our time, but, but, you know, we're meant to be a partner and a, and a good, um, you know, steward of their dollars. So we definitely open the doorway to communication. And like I said, we provide them a, a dashboard and everything that they can even log in on their own oftentimes to check up on things. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Well, I think, you know, we're, we're on a, gr- we've got, you know, very uh, ambitious growth goals every year. We've had a tremendous, um, uh, trajectory since 2015 and um, 2023 was our biggest year, or I'm sorry, 2022 was our biggest year yet. So we just really want to keep the momentum rolling and, um, you know, more introductions to, to to partners we could work with would be great. I hope, you know, this, um, uh, we, we definitely want to grow in Atlanta. We want to, we're, we're HQ'd here, but we're working with uh, brands all over the country. So now, but you yeah, know, a, a good a good client for you is the actual uh, brand, or is it? Do you work with marketing agencies that don't specialize in media as as in depth as you? Like, who is yeah. that good client for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate it. Um, we work directly with brands, and then yes, we work with other agencies, um, several here in Atlanta and and other areas of the country where they. That's one of the things. One of the things that isn't under their roof and and that's paid media. So we uh, many times will come in as that paid media partner to complete um, sort of their, you know, account management uh, team. And, um, and those, those have been really fruitful as well. And we've had uh, relationships like that for years. So uh, yeah, I, I encourage other agencies love to network with them and and find out, you know, how we can help them, even if it just means coming in and, you know, again, giving them kind of a consultancy of uh, of approach. We have we work with some brand strategy agencies that just want to know could media solve this problem, and uh, those are fun meetings and fun relationships as well. 
and then the paid media you're not just uh, you're not excluding social media right so paid media could include the social media platforms right. as well right yeah yep. every social every social platform has um paid ads uh you know they're some are you know better than others but they certainly monetize their platforms that way and uh so we we just feel like you know um we want to be a good partner to those platforms even by by doing you know those ads well for clients uh, but as i mentioned you know a lot of those you can kind of go direct to and test it but it it sooner or later becomes a full-time job when it when it begins to work for you so if somebody wants to learn more have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team what's the website sure it's um conquer ww.com so conquer worldwide or conquer ww.com well, Brent, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work. We appreciate you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.